This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, all. Kinsey Schofield here with the Today for Daily podcast. And I have a wonderful interview for you today with Stephanie Abdullah. She is the most fabulous human being. She went viral over the last month because Prince William approached her over the holidays and told her how wonderful she was dressed. She's an American from the Washington, D.C. area. So I just caught up with her, learned a little bit about how she um, engages with the royal family on a regular basis and why she's passionate about them. She's so much fun to talk to, and I'm so grateful that she gave me her time. Uh, However, we did do this interview weeks ago. And I'm a little late getting it up because of all of the chaos that has hit us over the last month between Prince Andrew, between the Princess of Wales health, the King's health. And now, you know, we've had Harry's aviation awards in Jamaica. So, um, you know, long story short, it's been a chaotic month in January. It feels like the longest month ever. I'm going to drop kind of a recap health-wise from Kinsey's LA Diaries on Talk TV at the beginning of this podcast, in case you're not all caught up. But after that, we get into this amazing interview with Stephanie Abdullah, and I really hope that you enjoy it because she is pure joy. And with everything so heavy right now, I thought um, it would be nice to have this joyful, positive interview about one woman's experience meeting Prince William and several other members of the royal family over the Christmas holiday. So I hope that you have fun listening to this episode of the Today for Daily podcast. This week, we talk Iron Kate, Lilibet Gate, and Harry and Andrew's demotion. These are my LA diaries. I know what you're thinking, LA Diaries, so why are you leading with the Princess of Wales? Well, as the Princess of the West Coast, I can make those kind of leadership decisions. Plus, back in December, the Daily Mail revealed that Princess Kate is America's favorite royal. You can't argue with the math. So we want to wish her and the King a happy and healthy recovery. It's our first priority. As you know by now, King Charles III and the Princess of Wales are both dealing with non-emergency medical issues that will force them to delay previously planned public engagements, in Catherine's case, until after Easter. Kensington Palace announced that the Princess of Wales will remain at the London Clinic for the next several weeks after undergoing a planned abdominal surgery. Prince William is also taking time off to support the princess and their three beautiful babies. Catherine's in pretty competent hands here, guys. Prince Philip, Princess Margaret, and President John F. Kennedy have all been patients at this hospital. In fact, Prince Philip celebrated his 92nd birthday there in 2013. According to the Times, patients at the facility can enjoy a concierge service to help arrange travel and book theater shows and restaurants for those well enough to attend. They can also dine on personalized food menus made by their award-winning chefs. Sounds like a posh stay for our favorite princess. 
Engagements likely postponed include a trip to Rome in the spring, a scheduled foreign military engagement, the BAFTAs in February, which crushes me because Catherine has never met a carpet that she doesn't slay, and handing out shamrocks to the Irish guards on St. Patrick's Day. Now, the king will undergo a corrective procedure for an enlarged prostate, though the palace said the king's condition is thankfully benign. The AP originally reported that the publicity around the king's surgery was seen as an opportunity to encourage other men to have their prostates checked in line with public health advice. Now, the Times adding that NHS England officials reported a significant rise in online searches for enlarged prostate and the health services dedication website receiving more than 10 times its usual traffic, 16,410 visits versus Tuesday's 1,414 visits. Publicity-wise, I'd say that's mission accomplished. With the clear A-team on the bench, many royal watchers have feared that Prince Harry or Andrew could have any type of influence over the crown. I know, hard eye roll. But it's worth noting that the Times covered this in Friday's paper and stressed, that conspiracy is a non-starter. According to Kate Manzi, Buckingham Palace has quietly made provision to prevent both the Duke of York and the Duke of Sussex from acting as substitutes for the king. While both wayward spares remain counselors of state, those are the members of the royal family who can officially carry out duties if the king is sick or abroad. The new regime, according to Manzi, discreetly took action to sideline Harry and Andrew from being included. In the Counselors of State Act 2022, King Charles added Princess Anne and Prince Edward to the list of family members who can act for him. Uh, he also made it in perpetuity, a.k.a. until they die. This same act that passed through the Commons and House of Lords basically bans Harry and Andrew from participating as they are not working members of the royal family. Sneaky, sneaky. With that in mind, Princess Beatrice is also unable to participate as a counselor of state. And while Harry, Andrew, and Beatrice will inevitably age out of their roles for Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and Prince Louis to step in, Anne and Edward will remain in their positions for life. So technically eligible members of the royal family that are able to serve as counselors of state are Queen Camilla, uh, the Prince of Wales, Princess Anne, and Prince Edward. Meanwhile, the palace insists that despite the monarch's planned hospitalization, counselors of state will not be required to step in on his behalf. Speaking of counselors of state, the king's favorite is probably his wife. We briefly saw the queen shortly after the news of the king's surgery, and she was in wonderful spirits. Queen Camilla revealed that her husband is doing fine, but looking forward to getting back to work. Well, I mean, he did wait 73 years for the job, so I get that. She was in Scotland on an official engagement, opening a safe space for domestic abuse victims. And as the Telegraph put it, with three senior royals out of action, it was left to the queen to fly the flag as she plowed on with public duties. They also report that although the king will continue receiving his daily red boxes of government papers, he's not expected to return to public duties for a few weeks as he recuperates, leaving the queen to bear the brunt of the royal duties. Robert Hardman's latest book, The Making of a King, King Charles III and the Modern Monarchy, says that the late Queen Elizabeth was infuriated by the Sussexes' claim that she had given her permission for their youngest child to be named Lilibet, an intimate nickname given to the queen when she was just a little girl. 
One member of her staff says that Queen Elizabeth was as angry as I'd ever seen her in response to Prince Harry's public insistence that the pair had her support. The esteemed royal author even says that Harry and Meghan put pressure on the palace to publicly side with them, and the palace ignored their request. Also of note, Hardman writes that despite Harry and Meghan legally threatening media outlets, including the BBC, over false and defamatory reports that they did not have the Queen's permission, the couple didn't actually sue anybody over it. The Daily Mail corroborated Hardman's account with an article that read that the Queen once said, I don't own the palace. I don't own the paintings. The only thing I own is my name. And now they've taken that. When speaking to page six about conflicting reports that the Sussexes did not have the Queen's permission versus Harry making a phone call to the Queen to tell her about the name, Hardman says both stories can be true. According to page six, the author stressed that the Queen didn't have a problem with sharing her name, but rather the way the Sussexes publicly spoke of it. The issue was the handling, he said. The issue was being told to say that she had given it her blessing when it had clearly been a case of she had been informed. He continued, her ringing endorsement was not sought, not given, and you don't put words in the queen's mouth. That's effectively what was going on there. Do you think the Sussexes needed the queen's permission to name their daughter Lilibet? Let me know in the comments below. One sad takeaway from the book describes hours after the queen died and how the now king and his heir rallied together to take a beat. Hardman writes the king needed to have vital, discreet discussions with his elder son. In years gone by, such a moment would automatically have included his younger son too, but not anymore. This was clearly not an occasion for an opening up of hearts and minds with Prince Harry, particularly if he was still taking notes for his forthcoming book. Charles III needed a clear head and no distractions. Wow. And you know that Harry knew that 10 years ago he would have been right in the thick of it. That had to have hurt his feelings. Actions have consequences. All right. Thanks so much for watching. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to Talk TV on YouTube. I'm Kinsey Schofield. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Love the British monarchy. You've come to the right place. Welcome to the To Die For Daily Podcast with Kinsey Schofield. Take it away, Kinsey. Hi, guys. Kinsey Schofield here with the To Die For Daily Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the program today. Miss Stephanie Abdullah, I found you online. I'm fangirling over these videos that you're posting online of your interaction yeah. with you know, particularly my excitement was with this video of you and Prince William. But I just want to stress, you are a an American royal watcher. You are yeah. an invested royal watcher. You travel the globe to see these people. Yeah. And 
now after Christmas, you're a fashion icon, thanks to the stamp of <laughs> approval from Prince William. A viral TikTok video showing the encounter of Prince William and later King Charles with a Northern Virginia family. Okay. We're going to watch this video first of that interaction. Take a look. I want to see award for the most like incredible outfits. Oh, well, thank you, sir. <laughs> Where are you both from? We're from the Washington, D.C. Are you on holiday over here? Are you visiting? Yes. Oh. Yes, indeed. Give me a nice time. We're having yes. an incredible Where are you staying? In London. In London. You came all up here for today? Oh, they got an Uber. You got an Uber all the way from London? Thank Just you. Like that. Yes. <laughs> you have made that day. Yes, yes. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, tell me about the day, and I'd like to talk to you about going viral on TikTok with this Prince William encounter and your trip to Sandringham because my God, was that an Uber bill for you? So walk me through this day. You decide you're going to spend Jesus's holiday with the royal family. You pack up your bags and you go to London. It's Christmas Eve and you realize, dun, 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 you don't have a ride it, it, tomorrow. It was, it was dun, dun, dun and almost done. D -O -N -E. <laughs> so you know, I'm coordinating all of this and doing everything and bless my Bronte's heart. You know, she's just going along. She don't know what's next or whatever. She's just going along with whatever I say. So Christmas Eve night, the night of my birthday, and then now I begin coordinating all the stuff for Christmas. Because really, even though we were going to be there days after Christmas, almost another four or five days, you know, that was kind of the... Um, that was the climax, girl. Yeah, that's the climax. That's the big thing. Jesus' celebration, and then we're going to go to Sandrium. I've been watching Sandrium for years. Right. Now I'm going. And everything that I put in was rendering nothing as far as coordinating a train ride. And I was like, wait a minute, what? what is going this isn't what i saw when i was testing it back in the states you know things were turning up oh you just get on the train blah 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 blah. no honey it was all zero 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 nothing's coming up and i was like this is bizarre <laughs> then i realized that everything is shut down and sandrium is three hours away what are you gonna <laughs> so, do Bronte was giving up. She was like, Bronte, well, Bronte was like, I'm not hitchhiking in this yeah, red coat. She, yeah, she was like, well, I guess tomorrow I'll rest or I'll do whatever. But I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that, honey. I'm not speaking anything crazy into the atmosphere and believe in the Lord. And actually, I was very calm. Yeah. I didn't like blow up like, oh, my God. I just was like, okay, let me see if there are any options that we thought about. I thought about because Bronte was in her room. I was like, okay, maybe a rental car. But that was going to be too much. It's midnight already. Yeah. Getting to the airport and trying to figure out how to drive on the different side. I was like, no, that's not going to work. And it's just too, we don't have enough time to figure that out. The truck yeah, is the, When off. the reality show cameras pay for that production, okay, but not today. <laughs> right, exactly. So then I was like, well, maybe we can get a private car. So I started looking for private cars. But it's already like 1230 toward one o'clock. And I'm like, uh, it's basically already Christmas morning at this right. point. There's no, we can't rent a private car online. Mm -hmm. it, it just wasn't working out. So I was like, wait a minute. Well, okay, what, 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 what? Then I don't even know if I thought of Uber or if an Uber ad came up because, you know, I was searching those kinds of things. 
honey, I went to the Uber app and I put in Sandringham Estate, honey. They told me the amount of time it was going to take and the amount of money. And I said, come on, Uber, honey. Come on, Jesus. And so on your day. And so I went to I went to Bronte's room and I said, Bronte, listen, I need to know if you're in or if you're out. Bronte, this is the Christmas miracle we've been waiting exactly, for. Exactly. Exactly. I said, because what I said is, I said, I know you're not as into it as I am, but I need to know if you're in or if you're out because we can get to Sandringham, honey, but it's going to cost us. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, it's going to cost in the neighborhood of 250 pounds. I said, I'm going regardless, but I need to know if you're in or if you're out. And she said, I'm in. Reserve it. <laughs> It was exciting. And I'll give you a little anecdote on that, Kenzie, that are you in or are you out comes from a scene from the first season of The Crown when the queen is talking to Prince Philip and they're kind of trying to say he might be having an affair or whatever, all of that. And she says, look, we don't have the options that other people have. Right. So I need to know. If you're in or if you're out, meaning are you going to do this with me? Or are you not going to do it? And that's pretty much what I was saying to Bronte, but she didn't know anything about the crowd. No, Bronte's like, look, I'm your ride or die. Okay, you don't have yeah, to Yeah, she was around, like, I'm okay? going, I'm going. And so, girl, I went in there and reserved the car, honey, and it said that it was going to come at, four, you know, I reserved it for 4 a.m. and it was already almost 1 a.m. Yeah. And then, honey, that car came there, got a note. It said, your driver will come early and wait for you. I said, you better do it over. And honey, that man, he came and picked us up and he drove us three hours away. We kept saying two hours because we didn't have no, because Bronte slept the whole trip and I slept part of it. So, and he was great. I mean, he, we get to Sandra, I mean, it is pitch black, dark, Kenzie. We didn't really know where to go. I'm like, okay, we we're going to St. Mary Magdalene Church, but I mean, we don't know where St. Mary Magdalene Church. And you're on to the state and you're trying to figure out and that driver stayed with us until we figured it out. And there was a, somebody running in the dark. And I said, hey, do you work here? And the man said, yes, I do. I said, where do people go to, to wait for to see the royal family go to church? He said, right through there where you see that little light shining. This oh. little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So the driver drove us over there. And there we were. And basically drove us to the front of the line. And we just got out. And that's where it all started. And I walk up to people in the dark, the few people who were there. And I said, hi, everybody. I said, who knows what's going on here? Who's been here before? How does who has work? snacks? Anybody have snacks? <laughs> right. And this lady said, I've been here before. And she began to explain. And so guess who she is, Kenjali? Who? Her name is Karen Anvil. Now, does that ring a bell to you? Because you've been following things for a while. I don't think it does. Tell me okay. who she is. She's been viral, viral before herself. She's a local. She goes to Sandringham pretty regularly. Wait, is she the one that got the pictures of... of Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. She got the picture of the Fab Four, right? Yes. Okay. That is who it was. But I was not familiar with her. But as we're talking, she begins to share. And of course, I know that picture, yeah. you know, and I'm like, what? So, wow, girl, you know, this is amazing. And she began to tell her. Like, I'm sticking story. with you. I'm sticking with you. <laughs> And she kind of gave gave us that energy, kind of like, just stick with me. I know where to go, blah, blah, blah. She has seats and the reporters were knew who she was and you know all of that. 
So she was great. And she's the one who posted these TikTok videos. I didn't even have a TikTok account. Oh my goodness. And so she posted these videos. So she, I don't know how to edit. I have my own footage actually, but she, she said, I'm going to film you guys and I'll take pictures of you guys. You know, if they come and talk to you and we oh, said, that well, is okay. a girl's girl. I love those girls. Those are the kind of girls you usually only meet at 2am drunken in a bathroom stall. I love girl, those we girls. We were all sober and she was so cool. And so, <laughs> She did that, and we didn't see the videos because we don't know. Bronte doesn't have TikTok, nor do I. We don't know what's going on. And so then I find her, like I search for her name on Instagram, and find she shows up, and I send her a DM, and she said, "You guys are blowing up on TikTok." I said, "What?" She said, "Yes, I, you know, there's the video is." almost has a million views. I'm like, oh, wow, that's wonderful. I tried to get a TikTok. I couldn't figure it out. And so then she was chiming in every day. She said, wow, the comments are blowing up. Oh my gosh, the video is almost at 2 million. Then she was like, oh my gosh, she said 3 million. She's like engaging me every single day, telling me what's going on. And then she said, Fox just reached out. <laughs> what? Then she said, an Uber has reached out. What? It was just crazy. And I still, I'm like, I. What did Uber saying, say? Thank you for the great endorsement. I was just like, wow. They just said, you know, it was just sweet and heartwarming, like you said. And so they kind of, she sent me their information and I wrote to them and I told them everything, how it went. And they wrote back and they said, our whole entire office is emotional over this right now. This is so wonderful. Well, I mean, and to, to have, let, let's go into it a little bit, because I mean, uh, I think that there are brands out there that would pay millions, trillions, billions of dollars to have Uber come out of Prince William's mouth. Come out of mouth. Prince William's mouth. So, I mean, let's let's talk about that. I, I, I don't want to skip too far ahead, though, because... When King Charles pulls up, he immediately sees you in these brilliant Christmas, you know, themed outfits and you catch his attention right away. Can you talk about when they roll up and they, they eyeball you? Yes. So, you know, all we're waiting there. Of course, we're anticipating. And then the gate opens and then here they come. It's, it's kind of surreal, you know. And there they were, their majesties. And, you know, I always see Queen Camilla with her umbrella. She has that umbrella if they think it's going to be a drop of rain. And so there they both, there they both were with their umbrellas. I'm like, wow. And I'm snapping pictures. And then he gets up to us. And I saw him say something and he pointed. And of course, you know, I'm feeling that. But I'm like, wow, I didn't really hear what he said. So it's the Royal Protection Officer who's standing there after the family passes by and I'm, hey, girl, and Zara and yelling and all of these things. She said, did you guys hear what the king said? And we were like, no, not really. What did he say? The king said that he is impressed. We were like, what? The king said he was impressed. So we just, we're losing it. You know, we just, what? You know, and I couldn't wait to, to look at my footage because I was filming the whole thing. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, we took a picture right away. I said, let's get a picture because we have to get a picture of what the king just saw that yeah. he 
impressed with. You know, we took a selfie and we just had fun with it. And, you know, after they were in church, everybody starts, you know, looking at their phones and seeing what if their pictures were good and all that. And my video, I couldn't really, I think I had looked at it too fast. Because I, think, I think I saw some of your video and you might have decapitated him, but it's fine. It's, it was, what, you were feeling what, it. You were just super enthusiastic. And I have been there before. I get it. But as soon as he comes in front of me, because you got to imagine, I'm way older than yeah, you. And you're also like, hi, you know, like you're trying to get this. Yes. You're also trying to actually be there in the moment. It's you're multitasking and you're yes, cold. Honey. So the, the camera is going all kinds of places. And so, you know, then they're in church. And well, then not, they wait, not, not only that. But you've slept for maybe three or four hours because you Barely. actually reserved this Uber at one. Yes. You're in the car by yes. by three thirty. Yeah, well, three fifty five, the car oh. showed up. Yeah. Three fifty five, the car showed up, honey. And there we are, off to Sandringham for three hours, girl. Of a three was, hour tour. Okay, so oh, the three hour the tour in the it was pitch black though. And you're hoping that he's taking you where he's supposed to take you. I mean, that exactly. Is <laughs> That's the thing. It's like this man got us there without any going the wrong way. His GPS was on it. That man took us right onto that Sandringham estate. Yeah, that is so crazy. It okay, was so just wonderful. So what happens when they come out? You you enjoy you actually get to experience the service with them? Oh yes. So they pass out the program to everybody. And then at first you don't know why they're passing that program, but then you realize, oh, it's coming out of the loudspeaker and you can, you know, have your time as well and enjoy the service with them. So we were kind of multitasking still, kind of sort of paying attention to the service and then, you know, just enjoying each other and looking at pictures and doing all of that exciting stuff. And then they came out and you know you never know who's gonna go on west side and mm -hmm. i saw her majesty on the other side and then i could see that the king was on our side i later found out he came down that side on purpose because he was going to come to us and talk to us and so he was the first one before any members of the family we talked to the king first and i was on camera so i didn't shake his hand but bronte was able to shake the king's hand and he was talking to us and 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 the main thing i remember you know he asked us you know where were we from of course they always ask that and we said the washington dc area and then of course he brought the weather up he said well how is it there and we were like it's okay it just is cool whatever he said but what about the weather and i said <laughs> sir it's blistering sir it's blistering and he said yes he said yes <laughs> and i where the king has been here yeah, in the yeah. summer. I don't even remember him coming here since I've been living here since 2009. And um, but he said, Yes, he said, It is too hot for me. The king, and I just thought that that was just delightful, so you know, cute. for the king to share that, like, Yeah, no, it's too hot for me, you know. And so he was the first one, and then. I was calling everybody's names out. Princess Royal, Princess Beatrice, Duchess of York, <laughs> Duchess of Edinburgh. I mean, I was calling everybody's name out. And the thing is, is when you called their name out, they stopped. Mm. 
and they paid attention. This was really beautiful what we experienced. And so I didn't call Prince William's name out. He was just already like his father coming down the line. And so I, he, I believe that they all saw us going in and they were like, oh, wow, look at those yeah. ladies. And you asked again about strategy earlier going to these events, that American flag, honey. I don't go anywhere without it when when I'm going to those types of things. I take that American flag. And actually, Bronte wanted to hold it. And I said, no, 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 honey. This no, no, no. This it's is my, my American flag. It's my American flag, honey. Bronte because knows next time she's taking her own American flag. You have to take the American flag. That that even if you weren't dressed, you know to sprinkle a little magic you that american flag said something and so i had the flag anyway prince william came down but i think they had noticed it and i think that they wanted to say something to so us. what does prince william say to you because that's where what everyone's losing their mind over. yes yes because that was the first video to go viral he comes down and he immediately says you two get the award for the most incredible outfits so cute. Can you imagine that? Oh, he, he he said you two get the award. He'd already thought about this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had seen us and he'd already thought about this. And he was coming to tell us you two get the award for the most incredible outfits. And at first I didn't fully understand what he said, but I knew that he said we get the award and he was pointing to our clothes. Yeah, you just knew you were getting some sort of stamp of approval yes, from the Prince from of Wales. The, Prince of Wales. I was like, oh my goodness. And doing my best to keep my camera together. And, you know, they all, he always, you know, they always ask you where you're from. So he asked where we're from. And, and we said Washington, D.C. area. And he said, where'd you come from, you know, from today or whatever. And we said, from London. And he said, you came all the way from London to here? And I thought that the people did that, yeah. you know, yeah. but I guess not necessarily, you know, it's more so the local people who kind of are close. And so he said, you guys came all the way from London to here? And I thought that he was asking, how did we get from London to there? Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. the reason why I yelled out an Uber, yeah. right? And then everybody else was like, yeah, they caught an Uber, they caught an Uber. So Prince William was like, you came all the way from London dressed like that in an Uber? And I think that he was thinking, that's too fancy. You know what I'm saying? For he was like, uh, what, what are you? I need to see your investment yeah. portfolio. Like, what's going yeah. on? So, wow. And so um, he said, I know you made their day. You know, meaning the driver. I know you made their day. And so it was just wonderful to have him interacting. And so what was cute also was when the Princess Royal, Princess Anne came over and she came over because I called for her. She was over on the other side and I think she was going to just keep walking. And I said, Princess Royal. And she turned around and I thought, wow, she's stunning. Look at what she's wearing. I thought her outfit was stunning and she was looking at our outfits. And I was thinking that she was dressed amazing. Yeah. And when she came to talk to us, people began saying, you know, they came here in an Uber, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think Princess Anne was so familiar. Yeah. No, she's, Uber, she, she might be more familiar now because we did see her take a commercial flight this last week. So maybe she's getting oh, more. Oh, did she? Yeah. So maybe she's okay. going to be more familiar with it. I, I'm always criticized by my friends that are locals because I love to use Uber when I'm there because public transport, when you are in a tutu, 
you know, like public transport, right. you're going all out can be complicated and sweaty. So I mean, I'm, I'm yes. everybody's like, what, how did you get here? An Uber? I'm, I don't care. Yes. I'll pay for it. That's, that's, I could sit, I remember going to do one hit and like doing my makeup in the Uber thinking, I couldn't do this on the train. I couldn't do this <laughs> right. on the underground. Right. What are you talking about? Right. No, you really can't do it. It's too many people standing in front of you and all of that kind of stuff. And the way they got the chairs, you know, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't so what, work. Was this your favorite Royal experience so far? Or do you still, or do you think that it was the wedding uh, of, of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? That was, I mean, still that, that's, that's a so. wild That's definitely ride. been number one. That's been number one. Okay. And so I'm going to have to say that this one is going to have to go above that one because I met the King and the Prince of Wales and I mean, everybody. Yeah. I want to say all the names because Princess Anne, I love Princess Anne. I just think she's amazing. I love Zara. And so Zara turning around and saying something to us. And when I called Lady Louise, she stopped and talked. And when I called for her mom, the Duchess of Edinburgh, she's, you know, stopped and talked. So any name, you know, that I said out, you know, they, they responded, you know, and the children came really close. You know, I didn't really say anything to the to the to the children, but they were right there. And Lil Louie was right in front of me looking at me. And so I think that he wanted to say something too, like maybe, wow, that was the look that he had on his face. And you know that we're all used to Louie kind of doing something right at the big events. But he was so well behaved. It was just and he was standing there right in front of me for a good period of time. And I thought, wow. He is so delightful. So I felt like he was kind of maturing and everything. And then I don't know if any of the footage of Zara's little girl got on the UK news, but honey, she was giving her parents the business. And then so I, she was, oh boy, and they both had to have her by the hand and she was struggling and they were kind of almost having to drag her just like any other parents but they didn't say anything they just kept on walking and she's doing all of that and I have pictures I, I looked at my pictures and there's pictures of, of her in there with her parents holding their hands and she's just got a really mean look on her face oh it's just so cute it was like being with them you know and I knew that once they got in there for Christmas lunch, I'm like, you know what? I know we were a part of the conversation. So and that was so exciting. Well, I mean, you're making a really great point. And it's one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because there might be somebody that is an American or maybe they just have never, uh, they're a fan of the royal family and they've never attempted to experience um maybe not something to the extent of a royal wedding, but we always have trooping of the color. Uh, you know, there are other royal events. Uh -huh. There's definitely a checklist you need to have in your head when you decide you're going to pursue, uh, you know, royal watching in real life. And you talked about your strategy. Um, I always joke that if you want to get the, the attention of the Princess of Wales, like grab someone else's baby, unless you have your own or a dog. Uh, what are some tips you would give for somebody that wants to have a really great, memorable royal experience like you have? Well, what I always do, and it's really, again, it's just me. And so I don't know if it will work for somebody else. You know, I am very diligent about studying the events, mm -hmm. you know, that I'm going to go to. I'll look at previous footage and see how it goes, where the people 
people standing? Where do I want to stand? And, you know, for example, the King's coronation, I watched Prince William's wedding, the footage from when they were going to do the balcony appearance, because that was the special thing that I really wanted to be, make sure I was up close for that. So I watched that footage and then there's a lot of information in there, mm -hmm. kind of just studying it. And basically that's how I learned, okay, I want to make sure that I'm in this spot right here. There'll be people all along the route but I want to have a really good spot for the balcony appearance. So right. I need to be in this area here. And yeah, so that's what I did. I got up really, really early and went to the spot, you know, and I had watched the footage. And then, of course, I was up front, you know, um, and then that's I a, didn't. That's a good point, because I think when a, when you're an American and you show up and you're just taking your Uber from your uh, your hotel to the, wherever, <laughs> I think like you think, OK, there's this group here. I'm going to stand here because there's a large group of people here. But those people might be locals who are three feet from their house. You right. need to go where you want to be, where you know the action is, not just where you see a large group of people, because a large group of people might just get together because they're friends that want to be within walking distance to the pub when all is said and done with and exactly. you're trying to have a very different experience from them exactly um, and i want to have good pictures you know exactly yeah one thing i have noticed that you do when you go to royal events is you peacock like you absolutely <laughs> look stunning you stand out you are dressed to the nines this and 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 it's and i think that that's important like if you really do I mean, I don't know if you've seen some of my appearances, but I'm wearing I'm wearing feathers, you know, like I just want to. Like, hey, guys, make sure you see me over here. Mm -hmm. you, I think that that's um, that's important to do. Make sure you're a warm enough or not too hot, depending on the time of the year. But wear something that makes you pop. And that's exactly what you did when you went to Sandringham. Talk to me about your outfit choice. Describe it for somebody that's listen, just listening on the podcast. What did you wear? Wasn't intentional. It was, and then we'll and then we'll get into your the reactions mm -hmm. uh, after that too. I was in a store for something else. I was in Kohl's for the very first time, and it was this long. The jacket was a long on like a sales rack, kind of hanging off, falling down. And I said, wait a minute. This is like days before I was getting on the plane. Oh, wow. I said, this jacket is the Christmas jacket. And then I'm going to have that green fur over it. Girl, I had that vision in my mind. I said, oh, yes, honey. Yes, yes, yes. And I bought that jacket. They were like, wow. They said, you know, this jacket is really going to look nice on you. You know, when I was paying for it. But I didn't know. I could You can never anticipate all of that kind of interest and kind of this swarming of 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 people interested. And I'll tell you this anecdote, my friend Bronte, who was with me, this is her first time, you know, doing any of this. And she said she had been wanting to hang out with me on these kind of excursions. And the red coat that she was wearing, I, that was originally my coat. And I said, I have this red coat for you to wear, right? Yes. My coat is going to be green and your coat is going to be red. And you know, it's kind of a lot. You yeah, know, yeah. it's a big, heavy red coat. 
with the big hood and she's short and little. So she she was kind of a little bit mm, okay. And you know, she wasn't 100 percent committed. And so she even tried to stop wearing it. She had even bought another jacket that she liked and wore that. And I said, Bronte, you don't understand the vision, honey. <laughs> Bronte, we're Christmas coming toward people. Do you yes. understand that? We're exuding Jesus is the reason for the season. And, and you got to wear the red coat. We're a team yeah. on this trip. I'm going to be green. You're red. We're the Christmas <laughs> colors. And she just kind of sulked. And she said, well, okay. And so she, she said she committed to it then. And then she wore it for the rest of the trip after that. And then people were just like, wow, and it's just so soft. And they were touching my coat. And so it was just a joy for people. Never in a trillion years are we expecting or am I expecting? I'm thinking I'm coming. I'm going to see the rules and I'm going to get great pictures. It's not, oh, I have all of this stuff. And they're going to come to me that 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 wasn't in my mind at all. You know, and I I was thinking about a fascinator. But then I said, no, I'm going to wear this red tail because you got to just wear a hat of some kind, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I see this red tan with the pearls on it. And I got the white boots on. That's going to be wonderful. I'm thinking about great pictures. you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, yeah, I just too, I was just thinking, I bet you guys were so warm when a nor when a normal person that just picks up and does a trip like this might not be prepared for how chilly that can be so mm -hmm. the nice the nice warm hat the even the big hoodie around your neck oh i just feel like there were a lot of people looking at you guys going can i just get in there with you can i just can <laughs> yes. i just <laughs> yes yes and even zara said you guys look so warm i was like <laughs> you know Oh, yes. I love Zara. If you're getting the okay from Zara, it's over. Just call it. I, that's how I felt. I was like, what? Zara has said something to me. And I met Zara during the Jubilee. Yeah. And oh. she she took a picture with me. I was completely overwhelmed and shocked. Oh, wow. And I thought that I was just going to just snap like the picture or whatever. But she posed oh. for the selfie with me. So, you know, I'm pretending in my head. Now, Zara's my BFF. She We're is. Best. And she likes your style. It's a yeah. And so, so at Christmas, when I saw her, I said, Zara, <laughs> oh my gosh, the locals thought it was just a who girl. They were like, she saw Zara and said, hey girl. <laughs> it was just, it was something else. It really was. It does feel like, well, and, and just watching some of your story online over the last few days, I felt like between that and the hey girl, it seems like you've just made the Royals feel so unstuffy and attainable. And I think that they need that right now. You know, I like, I love this story because I think a lot of people have a specific perception of the Royal family and this engagement, you know, Prince William telling you you're the best dressed, you yes! yelling, Hey girl to Zara and it being an acceptable um, thing that, you know, you're, what you're saying is these are real human beings with real personalities, feelings, they're normal people and yes. they, we should treat them as such. I mean, obviously with respect, yes. but we should treat them as, as normal people and, and not be so afraid of them or, or consider them so stuffy. Yes. You know, one of the newscasters here, uh, the nightly news anchor, he actually said what you just said. He said, I'm just impressed, you know, that 
she was able to get, you know, that close to them. He said, I never imagined them being so accessible. Yeah. And so to your point is, is definitely, yes. At a moment when they're doing a public engagement like that, they are accessible. And what I figured out really quick and that I read in some of the, the comments and people were surprised as, as well is that they have mastered small talk, mm. mastered it. And so every person that they go up to, they're able to engage with those individuals about something. Um, and do you, feel, do you feel that it's everybody that's mastered small talk? Because I really... Well, I know that the queen was really great at it, Queen Elizabeth II, but some so much of what I saw in Prince William when I was up close with him in London, I felt like was Diana. So what really? do you, Yeah, yeah, I mean don't just when he he was so animated and like just talking and you can disagree with me if you want, but just talking to him felt like a warm blanket. You know, I was like, oh, oh, I feel so good right now. You know, and I wondered how much of that was the royal family and how much of that was the influence of his mom, who was just so personable. Well, I think that we just don't know yeah. which side he got it from mom or dad. Right. But he's been doing this so long and he's OK with it to the point that it doesn't seem drab yeah. um, another day, another person. I mean, if you've, you've seen, if you watch, you know, the interviews that me and Bronte did with the nightly news, you can really see, you know, like you you just said his animation. He was, he was excited to talk to us yeah. and engage in that way, you know, and he had already seen us. So he knew what he was going to say, right. you know, when he got to us, us. And so I was very impressed with him. And I saw on the TikTok video that was posted, people were saying, wow, this is amazing. I've never even heard him talk. So many people said that. And I was like, well, where, where are you guys? Okay. Turn off the crown. Turn yeah. off the crown. <laughs> I was like, okay, so why haven't you heard him talk before? Exactly. You're so high vibes. So this is not a gotcha question. But why do you think that Prince William polls higher when it comes to leadership in the United States than either presidential candidate? Why do Americans admire Prince William? What is it about him? Is, you know, you talked about how charismatic he was, how good he has, is at just engaging with anybody. Do we see that as, as Americans looking across the pond? Why do we love him so much? Well, I mean, I can take a guess at, and, and take a stab at it. And it's just a guess. So I think part of it is that um, our politicians and our celebrities are, are kind of a mess, right? They're kind of a mess. And with social media, we're seeing their messes play out, you know, before our eyes on a daily basis. Mm. And But with Prince William... What we have is an adult, Prince William, who is the firstborn of Princess Diana and Prince Charles. And many of us, we watched her get married, right, to Lady Diana, Mary Prince Charles. We celebrated, along with the United Kingdom, the, the birth of her first 
child, Prince William, the heir, you know, to the British throne. And we have been able to watch him grow up. And we, and he's now, you know, I think, has he turned 40 yet? I think mm -hmm. he turned 40. And so here he, four decades and just wonderful, amazing. No craziness. Any craziness that, that comes up hasn't been, he hasn't really done it. It's been yeah. prompted by other scenarios that's separate from him, you know, and he's married somebody who was able to come in and, and get on board and do and assume the role. And it's been beautiful to watch. And so there's this idea. We all know that this is the future king of England, but we've been along for the ride. Right. He's been along for the whole ride and so we've adored him and the love that we all have for her mom for his mom is extended toward him he's given us no reason not to extend that love and warmth toward him and so that's what i actually think that it is and there's there's a way to some people that you know like i said hey girl to zora there are people who are out in america who are of a certain age where prince william could be their son right, right? you yeah. know what i'm saying watching them through school whatever little bit all the little you know documentaries here and there and whatever more and more we can see more and more now because of the internet but before internet and social media we would get what we could get you know mm -hmm. and we we held on to it and he's just been great i think that press william has been great he's a sweet so, yeah. and he's been sweet and and that interaction that he had with us wow it was almost like he has been our friend before I you know? love that. Also, you said that this was a trip. You were there for almost two weeks, right? I wondered what else royal related you did while you were there over the holidays. Well, there were no um, more public, you know, appearances, you know, of the family, but we did historical things, right? So I wanted to go to Scotland. I wanted to see the Royal Britannia. I wanted to see where, you know, Queen Elizabeth basically grew up on the Royal Britannia. Prince Charles and, and Princess Di, you know, they having their honeymoon on there. And I was like, I had to see. Many, many things have gone on with the Royal Britannia. Yeah. You know, it was a family member to this yes. family for decades. And I just wanted to see it. And, you know, it's docked in Edinburgh. Edinburgh is what we Americans would say. And so I wanted to see Royal Britannia. And so we we went to Scotland to see Royal Britannia. And we went to the Palace of, of Holyrood. Holyrood, you know, that's really the official residence of the king when in Scotland. We know that they stay other places and they do other things. But that's really the official residence. And so I'm interested in the history. And so Mary Queen of Scots is associated with that palace. And so I really wanted to go there and hear those stories and see those real solid things related to her. I wanted to go over to Edinburgh Castle, which I did. They had to close. It's on top of a hill because of the wind, but we were still able to go over there and see the castle. And the, there are many, many, much history about it. But the big deal about it for me was which I can say here is that King James was born there. 
Mary, Queen of Scots' only child, but also the king who commissioned the King James Version of the, the Holy Scriptures. And so that's where he was born. And so I wanted to see that. There's so much there that will be a separate episode to go into, but everybody on the throne since King James has been one of his descendants. I mean, right don't there. you just like when you walk in, don't you just want to go, well, my lug, I can I, give me five minutes. I can get my luggage to I, just show me the room that I spend the rest of my life in. OK, right, right. I walk so, in those places, like Kensington Palace, anywhere. I'm like, so where's my room? Because I, I don't ever want to leave. OK, yes. So everybody this time was saying, when are you moving over there? I hope you rented a flat. And then I said, well, you know, if I rent a flat or move there, then how am I going to take my amazing trips over there to have a good time? You know, we spent almost an entire day at Hampton Court Palace, oh, which wow. is significantly associated with King Henry VIII. And, you know, all very haunted. That, that's my favorite part awesome. is like, that's, what, very, that's what they say. Haunted. They say that, but we didn't have any haunted experiences. They had beautiful Christmas trees. They knew up. Jesus was with you, girl. They yes, he was. Yes, he was, honey. Yes, he was. I didn't see any haunted anything that was uh, wonderful. And then we, for the first time, I was able to take a tour of of um, Parliament and, oh, and Westminster Palace. Fascinating. Oh. incredible and then I wanted to go to Westminster Hall like I really just wanted to see where her majesty had laid in state so other people have laid in state in that room as well and now they've got that plaque down there right where she was and I just wanted to see it and then they've got places marked also where you know President Obama has spoken in that room before but they've got all the plaques down and so it was just so it's just amazing and historic. I just I just loved it. And I went back into Westminster Abbey because I don't think you can go there too many times because you, you don't have enough time to really get into everything. But I wanted to see a focus on seeing uh, Queen Elizabeth I, uh, King James. Mary, Queen of Scots, some of these different people, because, you know, they're laid to rest in there. You know, we don't do that in the United okay. States, but they are laid to rest in there. And there are just some really fascinating tombs in there and all you of that. Have to, the next time you're there, please go into the gift shop because I bought the most beautiful cross. So, did you bought one of the crosses? We went into every gift shop, honey. Oh, every my gosh. I, 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 I did like not get that, but um, I did get these little crowns. I got these actually from Hampton Court. These are crown bobby pants, honey. Oh I got those from Hampton Court Palace. Yes, I indeed. love that. Oh, I girl, love that. We well, I would love to travel with you. What a fun trip. I just feel like I just went on this trip with you. How fun. Yes. So what else, what else did you do while you were in London? Did you um, see, did you do anything like generic London? Well, I don't know if afternoon tea is generic London. I think that it's a pretty big deal because it's a thing, you know, you have to have afternoon tea. And I have been wanting to have afternoon tea at the Ritz London because that's the top of the line yeah. that you can have afternoon tea. And I could never get a reservation on my trips. And finally, I got a reservation for afternoon tea at the Ritz on the day after Christmas, which is Boxing Day 
in London. It was so incredible. It was just beautiful. It was fascinating. And then, and then it's just, it's just perfect. They come out with all of the, the little cages with all the little, the sandwiches and then the tea and all this stuff. It is just so wonderful. All the waiters and waitresses is just great. I brought my napkin home. It says Rick London. Oh my gosh. And then we met Rod Stewart because he was there. Oh my gosh. The so you met Prince William and Rod Stewart. Yeah, the legendary Rod Stewart. And the crazy thing is so beautiful in there. And I have wore a dress that is completely next level. And so we're just, you know, I'm posing for pictures and I'm having my picture, da 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 da. da. And then I saw a, 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 a mirror and I'm taking pictures, you know, in the mirror. And then there was this person in front of me kind of blocking the mirror. And I didn't see the person's face. I just saw the hair. And I was just joking. I thought that it was a woman who kind of had her hair messy. And so I said a joke. I said, now, if this isn't Rod Stewart, I'm going to be mad because you all in my way. And he went on down to where he was going. And my name Bronte said, Stephanie, that was Rod Stewart. <laughs> what? <laughs> What are you talking about? That was Rod Stewart. Yes, indeed. That was Rod Stewart. And he was in there to have dinner with his family, a Christmas type dinner with his family. And so he took a picture with us. He told us his son Aiden was going to take the pictures. And Aiden knew how to take the pictures, honey. Aiden. He had that MySpace angle going there. You know, it's those youngsters. Aiden was on it. And then Rod Stewart said, I'm going to put my leg up. You know, I guess, you know, from his, if you think I'm sexy, hey, you, blah, blah, blah. you know, he would always be putting his leg up. And so he had his leg up in the picture. I was just like, what? <laughs> Oh, that's a that is a tea party worth the expense and wait, yes, right? Yes, yes. So it was fantastic. It was so fantastic. It really was. I haven't even posted my pictures and stuff yet because going viral is really something else. You're like, you know, I'm exhausted. I'm. Ex I need a minute. I need a minute. I, I, you're. That's exactly correct. It's all of this going on and all of these comments and interacting with so many people. But I got to tell you, it's just incredible. You, Kenzie, right now, I can't even believe I'm talking to you. I'm glad it's being recorded. You're going to have to share it with me, honey, because oh, I will. I will. This is just amazing, honey. I definitely so will. You have on tape me begging you to take a trip with you. So <laughs> that's now you're going to be like, well, we got to do it, Kenzie. We got to do it. Tell me. First of all, I want to ask how many events you've gone to because you have gone, you've blown up over this Christmas trip, but you yes. are a, a loyal royal watcher. Yes, indeed. So let's see. So I think the first big event was 2018. I've had some things before that. So I've actually had a conversation with Harry, Prince Harry in person um, at Invictus. I have video footage of that as well. Um, and I had, um, I took a trip before 2018 to his wedding, um, to, it was myself created Princess Diana curated excursion that I just, all the things Princess Diana associated that I could do in about five days, I did them, including, um, going to Paris and retracing her steps, you know, going to the Ritz and going to the tunnel, going to the hotel, all of that. I've been to Althorpe and visited her graveside and had a moment, ended up meeting her brother oh, wow. and taking a picture with him, you know, 
the Earl Charles Spencer. So that's what I was able to tell Prince Harry about when I met him, you know. And of course, he asked about the weather, just like King Charles just did. But um, I would say the one where people started noticing me was 2018 for Prince Harry and Meghan's wedding, which was just an incredible, you know, outstanding. The day, the weekend, everything was completely grand. So and, you know, I had really studied it. I studied the parade route. I did all of my due diligence and I just flew out there. And the one thing I didn't want to do was like camp out all night. I just, I didn't want to do that, but I had already selected my spot and prayed about it and everything. I'm going to be in this spot right up front, you know, when they come by in the carriage. So I wanted a very specific picture. I wanted the picture of them going back into Windsor Castle, you know, after they had done the parade procession. And that's the picture that I ended up getting. I was, I came at six o'clock in the morning. I was up front and I had started walking around because, you know, I had my fascinator on and I have this amazing dress on. And I was thinking, well, there are no cameras where I'm at. I thought they would be right there. And turns out it was still cameras there, but not the broadcast cameras. Yeah. And I was just thinking that if any friend or family was watching that, you know, they'd be able to see me, you know, with my peacock fascinator and this dress and all that. And as soon as I started walking, it was just like all these broadcast people started stopping me and talking to me and, hey, can we interview you and all this stuff. And then this one lady stopped me and she asked me a series of questions and I was answering them. And then finally she said, okay, I'm so-and-so and so-and-so with the BBC and we've just got to have you. We, we, we've got to have you. You know, and I was like, you don't have to beg. <laughs> you don't have to beg. And so then it was like, okay, stay with us. No more interviews, you know, until after we do ours, we're going live. And, you know, and it was just all of this great excitement. But what it I, for me personally, I was really kind of in real time. I wasn't just checking social media. I wasn't calculating that all of these zillions of people were going to see that interview and all. None of this is being calculated in my head. I'm just thinking that that is wonderful. It's great and wow for me. The BBC is interviewing me, and then. You know, everything happens. They go through the gate to Windsor Castle like I wanted to see. I got my pictures. It's all grand. I almost had a camera malfunction. It was so stressful. And, and then finally, I was like, oh, God, let me sit down. Someone had brought a chair. I was like, let me sit down. So I sat down for a few minutes. And then I stood back up. And when I stood back up, I was swarmed, Kenzie, with all of these people. So they kind of stopped letting people into the long walk after they get to a certain number. Then they open the gate and they open it. And all these people swore at me. It turns out these people have been watching on their phones, on TV or whatever. And they recognize me. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. And one girl, she was talking to me. She said, I saw you on TV and you were all the way here from Washington, D.C. And I said, you know what? This woman has come all the way from the United States 
of America to experience history. And I live right here. I need to get myself up and oh. get down there. And she gets down there and there I am. I'm still there. I had plans to go somewhere else in London that day, but I ended up up there till about 11 p.m. They were doing the reception and the fireworks and, you know, all of that stuff because people were stopping me constantly because they had TV on the BBC. And one couple knew my name. They were calling my name. Stephanie, Stephanie, what? Excuse me, what? What's going on here? And so I was like, how did you know my name? And he said, we saw you, Stephanie from DC. We saw you on TV, blah, 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 blah. I was just overwhelmed. It was so amazing. People were recognizing me at the train station. And so it was just fun. It was just, I just delightful and a lot of fun. And so I was kind of viral. And then this woman, the dress I was wearing, the woman's watching the royal wedding. And she's look, she's like, wait a minute. That's my dress. <laughs> and so she got a clip of it. And then she posted it. Somebody who knows my sister saw that post and said, hey, isn't this your sister? And she said, yes, that is my sister. Oh, my gosh. So then, you know, they start sharing this clip and then it's all over the place. And then I'm like, virus, wild. But then I interacted with the girl and turns out she lives in London. Oh, I just bought the dress on the Internet. You know, like I bought a lot of things. Turns out she lives in London. We tried to meet up. We couldn't. But when I was out there for the Platinum Jubilee, we connected and I met her family. I went to her warehouse. It was so exciting. She said that dress was selling like hotcakes. People were on her site calling it the Royal Wedding Dress. Wonderful. I ended up being interviewed by Shirley Ralph outside of the Entertainment Tonight Studios. My cousin, Tony Bell, he was on a show with her at the time called Fam, and I went to to the lot in Studio City, the CBS lot, and they know my my cousin introduced me as the black girl from the Royal Wedding. Oh I can't believe it, and they knew who the black girl from the Royal Wedding was. I didn't know that it was a thing, and somebody it was her daughter, Shirley's Ralph's daughter ran in from the outside and said, are you the one who said it could have been me? I said, yes, that is me. But I'm thinking, how do you guys know? Like, I'm not thinking that people are really paying that much attention, especially to like a random person. It's because you're authentic and and what you're doing is just or, organic. You know, you're not putting on a show. So you just being yourself, you're just like, oh, you, you're I'm, I'm receiving good, positive attention for just being yeah. who I am. It was well, so much fun. And we went we went I went back over to um, Windsor Castle uh-huh. and we, of course, went back into St. George's Chapel. You know, a number of people were married there. Including- They're so mean about you recording in there. I'm always like, hey, exactly. You know. you know what? You got to be sneaking and doing things. I'm not going to say it out loud, but yes, you do. OK, you just act like you're checking your phone. Right. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> my mom. Right. And so I got a chance to see where Her Majesty, Her Late Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II yeah, is buried along with Prince Philip. And then 
I didn't know it, but Princess Margaret is in there with them. And so they have, a, a, I guess, what we would call a tombstone of Princess Margaret. Um, and she is kind of off to the side, but it's in the same thing with them. And I guess wherever they are in the ground, that's what Princess Margaret is as well. Well, I, I always knew that she wanted to be buried with her father, which I thought was so sweet. After I read that, I remember thinking, well, I kind of want to be buried with my dad, too. How do we figure that out? Where's my tomb? But yeah, I, when I when I heard that, I thought that is actually the most uh, that is the, the more I've never felt more royal before in my life than you know, right, right, right. I'd like to be with buried with my entire family, too. Thanks. Right. Yeah. So my dogs. All... Where are my dogs going to go? Other than yeah. That? They yep. are there together. I was like, oh, wow. And so Lady Sarah, her daughter was there as Sandra M as well, Princess Margaret's daughter. And so I was kind of brain blocked and I couldn't think of Lady Sarah's name. And so I couldn't call out to her. But, I, but for me, just seeing her and being so close to her, I was just, I was like, wow. I said, this is the whole family. Right. Wow. Except for the substances, you know what I'm saying? It was everybody. It's all these people that I'm seeing on, on TV, on YouTube every day, all the years. And you They're felt the that unity, right? Did, is it, did yeah. it feel like they, did it feel kind of magical that they it were all there? friendly and family and Christmas and celebrating the Lord Jesus. It felt like that. It definitely, I was just like, wow, everybody's here. The only thing that didn't happen is we didn't go to dinner with them. I mean, to, the only to, thing that didn't happen is they didn't give you a silly Christmas gift, which is right. what they do. They exchange their right. silly Christmas gifts. And that's the only thing that they can do is exchange yeah. something funny, have a little laugh with it and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I I, I may never find out, but I 100% believe that that we were discussed over Christmas. Like, I think I we were in a positive, absolutely in a positive way. Uh, well, Stephanie, thank you so much for your time today. You are such happy energy and you've been so, so, so kind to give me so much of your time. And I felt like I took this trip with you. I'm envious, oh, but at the wow. same time, I'm so happy for you as a fellow Royal watcher that you had such uh, an incredible experience. And Thanks for being a champion for the royal family on this side of the pond. It's so nice yeah. to hear somebody be so kind and uplifting about them. Uh, and I really appreciate, you know, your role in that. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you reaching out. And never in a trillion years would I have thought that Kenzie Schofield was out there seeing me go viral, which has been such an incredible, fun experience. Thank you, Kenzie. Hi all, Kenzie Schofield here with the To Die For Daily podcast with some news on merch. You requested it, I'm supplying it. Princess of Wales, Heart Hands, Valentine's Day t-shirts, Valentine's Day tote bags. It's all up on the site right now, todieforedaily.com. I've got the old graphic, the black and white, I, I love it. It's adorable, heart hands. But a brand new graphic for Valentine's Day where I've replaced Catherine's black pinstripe suit with a pink one for V-Day. So cute. Also launched a charity top. I found out Catherine was going to be 
you know, on temporary leave and wanted to do something to continue to promote her message of early learning and how it's so important that we take care of those in need, especially in an early age. So Bonfire is going to send funds directly to a place called home for every top that I sell. Catherine, again, it's the heart hands, but some graffiti artwork around her. And I really love that design as well. So check out todiefordaily.com for new tote bags, tops. I've got something Prince William related if, if he's your Valentine this year. Thanks so much for checking it out and enjoy the podcast. <laughs>